Blog Talk Radio.
up. Good evening. Mm-hmm. Good, good evening. That is my jam. I get crunk once in a while. Come on. Okay. How about that? <laughs> right. Exactly. It gets exactly. ready for this. Well, good evening again. This is Kels. I'm coming to you from the Scoop uh, Satellite Radio Show. And we are here to bring you some good old conversation and hope to change this generation and nation. So mm-hmm. I'm going to introduce uh, the other co-host. We have Ms. Shaquilla Willis, CEO and founder of Elegance by Design. She is here with us tonight. How you doing, ladies? I am wonderful. Wonderful. Feeling good. I got to eat before tonight, so, like, I got my energy in <laughs> I'm good. Yes. And we also have none other than oh, I don't even know why I started out that way, but we do have <laughs> the Panda Birds, the second as our What's going on? Our fearless leader. How are you tonight, sir? I'm good. How you doing, ma'am? I am doing great on the Tuesday. Got a lot of stuff going on, but I'm excited about tonight's oh, yeah. show. I think we we'll have a lot of fun. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a good holiday? Yeah, my holiday was good. I actually went to Indianapolis to uh, visit one of my nephews at a girl's trip with my sister. Uh, my older sisters, all except for one of us, were missing. Uh, so we had a really good time. What did you guys do for the fourth, for the holiday? I was with my fam. We hung out um, here at the house. Everyone, uh, A lot of my fam went to Lawton, so we kept it pretty close and um, barbecued here at the house. And it was nice. Relax. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 What about Sir? you? You had some excitement over the house? Uh, I was in, me, me and the uh, and Trey were in, in the shot, so we had a um, hug out with the family, with the cousins and stuff, so it was a good, actually a very good weekend. Um, yeah, so good holiday. Well, we are going to get the show rolling, and we're, we'll be starting with the news, uh, so... Lord yours, All right, so here we go. So a couple of things, a couple of very interesting news stories popped um, today uh, and over the last couple of days. Um, first of all, um, so there's a story that, that came out today in the news, the NFL superstar running back, uh, LaShawn Shady McCoy, um, was is under investigation. Um, by the NFL for domestic violence. So the story goes that a young lady who a young lady put on her unidentified Instagram user posted a graphic image uh, Tuesday morning of a woman identified as the user's friend uh, with cuts and bruises on her face along with a message that accused LaShawn McCoy of being responsible for the woman's injury. The post, which has been deleted, also included allegations that McCoy beat his son, beat his dog, and has used 
um, illegal steroids. So McCoy has since um, denied the allegations, saying that he has um, been training in Miami and hasn't talked to this to anybody who's been involved in this. But the lady says um, that it looks like somebody broke into this house um, and whipped this lady, asked for specific items, uh, and then um, and then left. So the NFL is now investigating to see if he had anything else alluded to the fact that he had people, quote, unquote, sent to her house to, to do this. So uh, it's very interesting. Um, so what do you think? What do you all think? You. Mm. So I saw this early this morning. My bad, Kel. <laughs> I saw this early this morning, and it was before it had come out that this was supposed to be a robbery. Um, and it was just, initially it was alleged that he had just beat her up, um, and then later mm-hmm. on it came out that it didn't happen, and now it's all of, it's a robbery. Um, when he said that he hasn't had any direct contact with her in his original statement, that brought some side eyes from quite a few people because they're like, what does that mean, direct contact? Did you send someone after her? And that was being said before the robbery thing came out. So I have a feeling there's going to be a lot more to this story. The images of her are horrible. They, whoever beat this woman up did a, it was horrible. So she deserves mm-hmm. justice. And if he has anything to do with this, he deserves every bit of whatever reprimand he gets because she looks terrible. I would hate to be her mama mm-hmm. looking at her picture like that or her daddy. Oh, my God. The level of rage that mm-hmm. I would have, like, whoo. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 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 Will Bradley said Kelsey didn't pay to have it done. I agree because them folks going to sing. <laughs> they going to oh, yeah. tell it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if he did it, it's gonna come out. Yeah. Well, I I don't know him. You know, you guys know I don't really I don't follow football at all. So mm-hmm. I I don't know this man from Adam. I just you know read the article today and saw the you know saw bits and pieces um, online. So. I have no idea of his personality. I don't know if it's something he could be capable of, but, you know, yeah. people lie every day. People drag celebrities, you know, names in the mud in hopes of extortion and things like that. So I really don't know which way to go, but I agree with you guys that if this, if this is something that he set up and he he's, um, has any type of connection to it, I mean, definitely going to be detrimental and, you know, everything will come out in the wash. I feel like anything done in the dark will eventually come out, come to light. So, huh? justice should be served. Yeah. You yeah. Know, either Definitely. Definitely. And, 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 look, if he didn't do it, I have, you know, I have, I have sisters. And I believe, you know, hey, hey. You put your hands on my mm. sister. That just means that just means you ask him. You you just you want to get beat, right? So, <laughs> that's all. You saying that you, you, you were saying that you wanted me to come over or somebody to come over 
and lay hands on you and then resurrect you from the dead. So that's how I take it. You know, that's how I interpret you putting your hands on my sister. So, yeah. All right. All right. We're going to keep going before I have to repent. Um, so, um, so I, felt my, I felt my blood pressure raising just thinking about somebody yeah. trying to put their hands on my little sister. I'm sorry. We'll stop. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm about to start singing some Negro spirituals here in a minute. All right, anyway. So um so this is the one of the reasons. For those of you all who you know, we've we've been talking about voting and whatnot for making sure people participate and we do have in many states um primaries still coming up. So if you have not registered to vote, um and you are not taking a part of the uh process, this is another reason why we suggest that you do that, especially when it comes to presidential election. So this week or mm-hmm. last week, um, Supreme Court nomination. So President Donald Trump um, will nominate um, conservative, which, of course, he, he, we knew that. Uh, what is his first name? Um, Mr. Judge Brett Kavanaugh. Um, he is going mm-hmm. to be the person who um, said, who's all right. Um, that he that he's already um, picked to replace to be the new person on the um, the new Supreme Court justice. Let me slow down. I'm still thinking about somebody putting their hands on my sister. Sorry. So, but political <laughs> political reports today that they don't think that this is going to be the easiest confirmation because there are several um, centrist um, Democrats and centrist. Republicans who wouldn't vote for him um, because there are a couple of key issues that they that they want to um, they want to know they want to know of course that the, the four things that they're talking about are health care so they want him to say that he's not going to vote against um, he's going to not vote against getting rid of the protection for people who have pre-existing conditions under the Affordable Care Act. Um, because they know or they believe that that's going to be coming to the Supreme Court soon. Um, to all of the Democrats or to several of the Democrats in leadership, they said that this is their number one issue, and so they want to make sure um, that he is not going to vote to end the protection for people with um, pre-existing conditions. Pre-existing conditions. The second is um, his anti-abortion. Um, is he anti-abortion, or will he continue the Roe versus Wade uphold Roe uh, versus Wade um, abortion ruling? The third being um, surveillance. Um, so this one is led by Rand Paul, who says that yep. um, he doesn't believe that it is that basically that the U.S. government um, should have the ability to spy on people whenever they want. Um, so they want to know where he stands on that, and then on the Mueller investigation. So it's a couple of very, four very interesting areas that they're going to question him about. Um, and I'm pretty interested to see how he comes through this confirmation. But again, I think that sometimes we forget that when we vote or don't vote, that this is one of the things that our president gets to do is pick um, judicial, whoever you know, sits on the highest court of the land is the Supreme Court. So, uh, Kev, what you think? Um, I didn't think it was a good choice. I'm just listening to the 
the information that's been on, you know, all of the, the radio stations and even reading the articles, to me, other Supreme Court justices have concerns as well. Um, mm-hmm. And thinking that he's not going to, he's not convincing them that he will, you know, that he has the same views as most Democrats on the on um, abortion and women's rights and um, the health care act. So if they don't trust him, <laughs> by my, I sure don't. So. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how exactly how many how many votes it takes um, for the confirmation. Am I saying the right term? But mm-hmm. I know that there was one quote in the article saying that you know most of the time these people are going to you know when a judge is in this position they're going to try to sway um, the vote, so they're going to say anything to get the vote and say that they will uphold the current position or the current policy. Mm-hmm. And I, one mm-hmm. quote I like is, is that, you know, Supreme Court justices actually make policy. So they're in a position to actually change the information. So when someone says they're going to uphold current, I thought they were mm-hmm. very good quote to bring to our attention that, you know, that's really just smoke, smoke in the mirrors to me. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the answer to your question is you need what you call the supermajority, which is 60. So you need 60 people. Okay. I know. Uh, I agree with what Kels was saying there at the end where she says that there's – it's kind of a lot of smoke and mirrors. At this point in 2018, there is a certain, like, training course that these judges go through to – be able to pass through these confirmations. Once you've been chosen, there's pretty much textbook answers that you give that satisfy the masses that allow you to be pushed through. Now, that whoever your masses might be, you know, that's where your function comes in. But as far as the truth of how we think this person is going to vote one way or the other, we won't know that about any of these nominees until they're actually voted in to whatever, you know, until they're actually put into the office. Um, I'm just, I think it's just very, very interesting that of all the Supreme Court justices, we now have one who actually has something to say about the president not being held to the same standards as regular people. Whereas for us, since the beginning of time, that's supposed to be the person who's held to a higher standard than the average person. Anything, the role model, you know, you are the standard. Now we're supposed to say, oh, no. This president, it, it could derail diplomacy or whatever he said. It could, dude, you, yeah. you know, not going to the box. That one stands out to me a lot. You know, Roe versus, Roe versus Wade has always been debated. It's debated in small courts, large courts, across dinner tables, you know, everywhere. That's going to always be talked about as far as surveillance is concerned. For me, Big Brother is everywhere. We ain't going to be able to get around him, and we will never know how deep he is in our situation. And health care also does matter to me. But that the one that stood out, stood out, was that whole Mueller investigation. Like, when have we ever had that be something that's even been an issue? So now we're looking yeah. for someone for a generation that's going to allow this mess to happen? Like, what is that saying that we're even to expect going forward? It's just, yeah. yeah. We'll see. Yeah. 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 That's true. That would just throw me to a little bit. Like, wait, we don't we, we don't want our president to have to be have to the president is a 
immune from from certain prosecution. Like what? Huh? Right. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that 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 right. me. That did so. Like yeah. It. All right. Yeah. And and you know what? What's interesting about it is I think I, in the back of my mind I had to wonder like y'all wasn't thinking about y'all is this like something that you well now granted he wrote that in like ninety nine but I you didn't hear a whole lot of people in you didn't hear a whole lot of people in Congress trying to fight for that when it was you know when it was up, uh, when Bill Clinton was having his his issues. Um, you know, that it was bad for him to go through the impeachment process or bad for the country for him to go through the impeachment process. But now all of a sudden, you know, now it, now we want to protect the president. No. no. So uh-uh. whatever. Whatever. It'll be all right. So very interesting. All right. Um, last one, and then I know we got to move on. Um, this is pretty cool. Y'all know I, I like to find something. Uh, something for us. Um, yeah. So Queen Latifah um, is uh, producing, funding and producing movies uh, for two independent black uh, females. So at the Essence Fest this weekend, um, she announced that her production company, along with uh, Procter & Gamble's My Black is Beautiful campaign, um, they announced that they will be looking for two in, uh, independent projects, projects excuse me, that they can fund, um, that they can then turn and help either get on get to on screen or Netflix or on stage, whatever it is. Um, and then they also will work with them to get it distri- distributed, excuse me. So uh, promoted and distributed, as well as she will serve as a mentor for the two people who win this, this. So I thought that was pretty dope um, of Queen Latifah and her um, production company to do, um, especially, again, you know, to get people out there who uh, would normally not have the opportunity to um, get their scripts um, to, the, to the public, to the master. So thoughts, ladies. Which lady? <laughs> No, I just think this is dope. Queen has always been here for black folks, but especially black women. She's been putting herself in our spaces and creating spaces for us for quite a while. Um, so this seems like an easy, natural transition for me and, I mean, for her and only the beginning. She's been in that acting space for quite a while. Quite a while. So this I I think this is beautiful. I'm here for it. Yep, yep, yep. And then what she I mean she she produced um a couple of the two or three movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Something like that. Yeah. She's been involved. Yeah, I, don't have, I don't I and, yeah. she, and she's produced some uh some Broadway right too, so mm-hmm. you know, she She's this isn't her first time. Capable and really nope. and what they win. Yeah, this isn't her first time. Right. So, but I I I appreciate her reaching out to, uh, you know, black female filmmakers mm-hmm. because I always ask that question for people who make it. You know, can you reach back and find someone who would normally have access and help them along? Like, 
you know, we need more celebrities like her that have been in the game so long that they have all these connections and have the capital and have the resources to make things happen. So I love yeah. my people. I've always been a big fan. And, yeah, kudos to her. And I, I wish her and these ladies success. Definitely. Black girl magic. Definitely. <laughs> All, <of that. laughs> All day. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and we got to move on. We're going to be able to stay on time tonight. All right. So tonight's segment, of course, um, is brought to you by the Money Mentor. Make sure that you sign up. Uh, to be on the Money Mentor mailing list so you can keep up with all of uh, the best way to keep up with these coins and make them grow. Um, and mm-hmm. you want to sign up for this list uh, because you immediately start to get some good stuff um, because you get um, the replay of last night's um, How to Retire a Millionaire uh, masterclass, you get that for the price that only the people who are on my email list gets, which is $9.99. Um, and this deal is only good for this week. Um, but you also, with that, you get money, um, mind makeover, as well as I give you my money mentor workbook. So free, cool stuff to get for signing up um, for to be on the money mentor um, email list. I will put the link on the video. If you have not done it, then do it today. All right. Yes. We have new music. And thank you for writing that, by the way. Uh, we have new music tonight. <laughs> um, and so we're going to debut a couple of new groups, a couple of new songs tonight. This first one is by a group out of Miami um, called Sincere. So S-E-N-S-E-R-E. Um, it's a group called Sincere out of Miami. Um, and their latest song uh, for the summer is called Win. So let's check that out, and we'll be back after the break, and we're going to move into Hot Topic, um, so don't go anywhere. It's finally in the morning. Get on up. Get God's go. No matter what the world may throw, you got to know. Hey! 
did we did we wash the chicken before we fried it? That's all I need to know. And um, <laughs> but I mean, it it is serious, you know. People, I I don't have HIV. However, I can only imagine, you know, the feeling a person has that has it. They probably already feel like, you know, trash, or they feel like, you know, the negative the negativity behind it because people might mm-hmm. see somebody with HIV, oh, they a hoe or they was nasty. And no, that ain't the case. They was just having sex. And maybe mm-hmm. they didn't know this person had that. So it's already negative. I don't think you should just trash them because of that reason. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's my, my take on it. I do have a, uh, I have a friend or his friend, he was dating a lady that was HIV positive and he didn't know. And, you know, he talks about, man, I really like her. She's so cool and talking, you know, just talking so positive about her. And he was like, you know, I've never, I've never known my friend to be so into a girl. And, you know, the guy was crying, telling him, telling his friend about her. Cause he was like, we were getting so close and we would kiss, and but she wouldn't go any further than that. And I'm like, what? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And the whole time, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. It was her. She was protecting him. Mm-hmm. And you know, he was like, man, I just really liked her. But you know, I think they're still friends. But you know, they just couldn't go to that next level. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a tough, tough topic. It is tough, but would your when your friend found out, or your friend's friend found out about that she was positive, uh, what did he say? Did he run? Well, I mean, of course he was shocked. He was shocked, but he didn't stop talking to her. Now, of course, they relationship changed. I'm sure, but I do know he didn't stop talking to her. He he friends on her real quick. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but I'm thinking like, well, hell, at least she told you, because some people probably wouldn't have told you. And a lot of people. Don't know. That's I didn't hear you. Really. Oh, I was just saying, a lot of people might not even know their status. So that's true. You know, that's a whole other issue. So, for someone to be honest and tell them. I just I just wonder if you really like somebody that much. And like you said, he didn't stop talking to her. Like, I mean, could you just take, turn your feelings off or would it scare you? Scare you in the running or? <laughs> right, because you've already kissed her probably several times. So did, mm-hmm. does that does that stop? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's just a tough question. But I know people... I mean, I don't know. I'm, I probably do know somebody that's HIV positive. I just don't know they're HIV positive. But I just don't know, like, how do you – because I read some of the comments on the the post, and some people were going in. And then some people were just like, well, yeah. And, you know, some people were being – well, they have medication and all of that. Just, okay, Magic Johnson, for instance. I'm pretty sure. Now, I can't be quoted because I don't know Magic Johnson, but I'm pretty sure he's still passing out that lane to somebody else outside of his wife. Somebody else has gotten that after 
the HIV after he came out and said that. I'm pretty sure. I can't bet on it, but I'm pretty sure. I don't think he got it. You think his money done? His money done cured him. I think Magic cured. He just ain't told nobody. Yeah, he's straight. Magic ain't got nothing. They lied to Magic. That was that was Magic. That was the Illuminati telling him that so he would quit basketball. That's all. Nah. There was nothing wrong with Magic. There was nothing wrong with Magic. That was his Illuminati. You know, before they let you into the Illuminati, they got to do something real bad to you. So then. <laughs> That way, that way, you know, they know you really into it, and you would never tell. So that was magic thing. Magic thing so was we gonna tell everybody that that's what's going on. So that's what you gonna that's that's your that's your story. You sticking to it? Huh? That's his theory. Look, first of all, I mean, think about it. Doesn't it make sense? The man has gained weight. Number one. Mhm. Well, let's just start there. Let's just start there. Magic is fact. Hey, this is what I think. I think Magic had the virus. Okay. Magic did Magic, magic. remember they kept saying Magic went over there to Africa. Magic went over there to Africa and got some of that. He got some of that. Who do? The ancestors helped Magic out. I'm telling you. I think Magic got Doing this with you. <laughs> Magic. Right. I mean, it's so yeah, but, they say it started in Africa, so they probably had the cure for what it started. You know how you know I'm a conspiracy theorist sometimes. So you know they had they had to make the the the, uh, the virus, and so they probably made the cure at the same time. You know the cure always mm-hmm. used to have the virus in. It's like the Mission Impossible thing. You need some Valerifon yeah. to go with, but was it Valerifon to go with the others? I, the Chimera, that's what it was. I just watched that. Okay. Yep, I, I got you. I got you. Magic so, is not, so magic is fine. Magic because he has money, that didn't stop anything. So money has a lot to do with it. I think which, I, which, I don't which, know where I, which, I think that would, if that would help me if there was somebody, like if they were really, I mean, if they had magic money. Like, would you be like, you know what? I think we could work this out. Like, we might be able to work it out, as opposed to if they didn't, you know, if they had no money. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, just because, I mean, you can have sex with somebody with HIV. I don't think that's necessarily mean you're going to automatically get it. So right. you might just be lucky and not get it. I mean, Charlie Sheen, he, he has HIV, right? Um, he talked, well, I mean, I guess I can't compare hookers into to normal. I mean, a, a hooker just don't get that dollar no matter where it comes from. So <laughs> never mind. We'll just scrap that story. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, he, he said he was open with them. And they was like, yeah, give, 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 me that, give me that money. So I think money would play a difference. I mean, for a yeah. woman to say, oh, I wouldn't dare talk to Magic Johnson. You're, ma'am, let's be honest. Let's, let's be honest. You're lying. Right. You wouldn't date Magic Johnson. You're lying. Because yeah. in your head, you're gonna have, whatever he got, he could just give me some of that. Whatever he right. got to cure himself, he could just give me some of that. I have HIV rolled across his forehead. Stupid. <laughs> 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 we'll have that. 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 We
We got the. We got it.
still wants to get to know me. I don't think I would want to go down that route, but I think I could go on a few dates with them, especially, you know, because it may just turn out to be a friendship because I, I know people right. that are popular, and I forget that they even have it. So I'm mm-hmm. not, oh, I'm not, when I go around them, I'm not, ooh, let me move my right. glass. Yeah. Is this a glass? Did they wash this glass? What is glass called? Did they drink out of my cup? Can I still make it? You right. know, I don't even think about that stuff anymore because it's, I mean, it's it's been years. So right. um, I think there's three people that I know. And the only time we ever think about it is when they have to, like, recertify because there's certain medications you can get help with and stuff like that that they have. There's so many that you get help with the medication, they have to recertify every year. And so that's the only time we even discuss it or it. I think about it or something. So I really thought, you know, I probably could. Now, going to the next level or being in a relationship, yeah, that's going to be different. But just well, going out on dates and get to know somebody, yeah, we can do that. But the next level is where it got to stop. And with my with my dating record still breathing, they still got one foot here. They may have a toe in the grave, but they got one foot still on earth. I just, I ain't gonna count them all the way out. I just <laughs> you might you might get on the roster. You might not get no playing time. <laughs> they might get the trip on the roster. That's all I said. I'm just trying to be real about the situation. <laughs> You got to give them their breathing but, treatment, but they're going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to carry a little medicine bag around, but hey, we'll have our mattress intact to go about our life. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say something that was going to get me real in trouble, but so I'm going to keep that one to myself. We don't have that much time left for Hot Topic, so I want to thank uh, Georgina for stopping by. And oh, thank y'all for having me. Thank you for the laughs, even though it was a serious topic. We always like to put a good ratchet spin and a couple of laughs on everything we talk about here on the Hot Topic. So thank you, ma'am. You have a good oh, evening. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Y'all, <laughs> too. It was nice talking to everybody. Georgina, when's the next time you perform? Yes. When's the, next time, when's the next time you performing and where? Okay, so I will be performing at ICE this Friday, uh, Funny AF Friday. So it starts at 9.15. Um, so we'll be in the building. It's $10 to get in. If you buy some tickets, you can holler at me for a ticket. Um, Dame, Detroit, Maco, Abby, um, or $15 at the door. Social media sites I together, know. but I don't know how to work Instagram and all this stuff. But I'm I'm trying to learn. But, <laughs> but you are on Facebook. This I am on Facebook. on Facebook. I have tagged her in my live, so y'all can hit her up, inbox her for them tickets. You, I mean, you can't beat ten dollars. And these comedians are funny. They are local, and they open up for you know the um, the celebrity comedians. So. Support. Support our people. Definitely. And before we leave, I'm going to go ahead and um, just read some comments from the from the post. Let's see. We had a lot of no's, but um, got one comment that was interesting that says those folks have their own dating 
websites, et cetera, just like the herpes folks. Now, I didn't know that. That's something new. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know. Well, I it makes sense. Have... I mean, they got dating sites. Everybody got their dating sites, so I can see that. <laughs> There's some for farmers. I don't know why we couldn't do A's in the Yeah. Yeah. Well, farmers, old people, Christians. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Might as well. They so, said because I'm HIV positive, don't mean I ain't trying to get it popping. So, um, yeah. where they commercial at? Where I they, don't know if they. they <laughs> I'm done. I'm not fooling with y'all. They got commercial. Uh, Harvey need to have that commercial. Because Harvey yeah. had that commercial a while back with that. You know, they had that little medicine out out for the herpes. Um, mm-hmm. It was one of the late night infomercials. So they could go ahead and throw that up. Little old P, uh, POF herpes edition commercial on in the mix. Most people will be, 
will be scared. I mean, and I even I compared it to like if just anybody with a terminal illness, would you take on that? You know, but I just thought that conversations like these still taboo, and AIDS have been around for how long? And you know, HIV medication for it. And we're still, it's still taboo. You need to talk about this, and maybe some people will go get tested because it's 470,000 undocumented <laughs> uh, carriers, you know, need to. I mean, that's a large number. So that means there's a lot of people that they are afraid to talk about it. They don't even want to talk about it. They don't want to get tested. They don't want to deal with it. And we should be less harsh when, when dealing or even discussing this information. So. We uh, think that is our time for Hot Topic. Thanks again to Ms. Regina for the participation. She will be at ISIS Friday. You can hit her up for tickets. And mm-hmm. we will have some new music. Our, oh, yeah, this is new too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's new. Yeah, it is. Oh, I think I... Posted the wrong one last time. Anyway, this is called Ill Literacy mm-hmm. uh, by Vicious Cycle. Why'd I write it? I don't know. I don't know. I asked myself that. I'm only limited by the skin that I'm living and ripping it before Diddy did. It's all about the Benjamins and novels and staples. Pushing cartridges full of ink like I was Frank Lucas and the cartel was HP. You hate me? Go ahead. Been doing this since no bread. So still fed up with this shit like a Picasso's. Vodka got me feeling like I see the future. No dominance. So no dominance. So black like most of us for Obama is. If I'm a ruler of world, I keep that nine song on repeat. And zero in like warm shit encounters. Heat sink. What I'ma do next? Beats me like Adrian Peterson. Sunset when he was before the majesty with TMZ leak. Pitches after the battery. Super seller energizer. Sure as hell don't give a shit about anyone as long as I got a 12 pack. My boys and a bag of any time I'm real. Why you putting on the show like Chester Benny? Honestly, me, I'm riding dirty. Not cause of the drugs. I woke up hung over and didn't make it to the shower. And I'm the best that did it. Like Bowser's the best at kidnapping princesses. Why hate us all with dilemmas mixed with gym bag senses and pistol grimmings? Got some anti similar shit nasty. Try to command the kid is venomous. Who the best that ever did it? I'ma say my parents Cause nine months later afterwards I was born into the business Hit say, send this Uh Dopeness and they just sitting still. I run up on the throne like why the fuck you sitting there? I shouldn't show mercy, they hurting me. It's so apparent, it's glaring. They wearing my style, jocking my jersey. Play hard, homie. It ain't a game, lock the bars on me. It's what they wish for. See, I'm here since tomorrow morning. Tell these rappers, get they punchlines notarized. Cause I ain't in the vine, no disguise. Shaking that they know me, show me. All these fakers on me. Wanna see me underground so they can bite my whole team. I ain't about it, I'm coming out of it full steam. Smoking members in the circus, it's a full scheme. So as I pass on, let me ask her how the fuck it feels You in the game, trying to front what's real Shots like a rifle, props to the rifle Owner them bars, you recycle Bitch, caught up in a vicious cycle Halfway out of my mind, two shots from turning into a cycle 
All right. That was Illiteracy by Vicious Cycle, new music. I kind of dig that. I think we could play that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. this segment is brought to you by Elegance by Design, where healthy hair and skin is our priority, but a beautiful you is our specialty. And it is with great pleasure that we are bringing this particular topic um, on this evening. It's been many times that we discuss uh, relationships and relationship health and the ups and the downs and all of that. And rarely do we get a chance to talk about something that's very, very serious and still in a lot of ways very taboo. So we brought in an expert like we like to do. Um, and someone who has actually been touched personally by domestic violence within his family. So um, before we get into the conversation, I'd like to tell you a little bit about him. His name is Clinton Patton Sr., and uh, Clinton is a pediatric behavioral health therapist, domestic violence interventionist, motivational speaker, and author. He's received his Bachelor's in Science in Psychology, Bachelor's of Science in Psychology from Texas A&M University Commerce and a Master's in Human Relations from the University of Oklahoma. He maintains licensing as professional counselor, LPC. He is the owner of Patent Behavioral Health, LLC, in Oklahoma City, a private practice that provides individual, family, and group counseling. He is also the CEO of the Ashley Renee Hamilton Foundation, a foundation focused on domestic violence education, awareness, and intervention. Clinton has over 11 years of experience specializing in various behavioral issues such as depression, ADHD, anxiety, oppositional defiant disorder, PTSD, and so forth. In addition, he possesses seven years of experience in inpatient care as a mental health worker, and his background also includes work with families and lower socioeconomic status, motivating and facilitating necessary environmental changes conducive for healthy family relationships. He's been a top, he's been a uh, public speaker for over ten years, offering keynotes and subjects such as domestic violence education and intervention, mental health versus uh, behavioral health, at-risk youth empowerment, and he is also, <laughs> as though there's nothing else he could do, he is also the author of Resilience: The Story of an Extraordinary Little Boy, a story of abuse, perseverance, and success. The reason why Clinton is here tonight and will put him on our radar, among other things, is that he has over 10 years of advocacy and intervention for victims of domestic violence. Clinton Patton established the Ashley Renee Hamilton Foundation following the tragic death of his sister due to domestic violence. Without further ado, Scoop Nation family, I would like to introduce you to our guest for this evening, Mr. Clinton Patton Sr. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am well. Thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right. So I know I gave your LinkedIn bio, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. You are a very accomplished young man, so we are very, very thankful that you joined us on this evening to share your expertise. Um, I want to just get right in there because I have been following you on Facebook for quite some time, and I am a little bit familiar with your sister's story, but I would like for you to share with our listeners what has motivated you in your foundation, what has brought you, well, first of all, condolences to you and your family for the loss of your sister, but because this story has touched me in learning about you, I would really like for you to kind of share your past into this and how you got started in your foundation. Well, um, growing up, <clears throat> growing up, I was always taught to be um, loving and be respectful to uh, adults, period. 
And um, for a time, I was raised in a single-parent home where I was taught to be uh, respectful of people who are uh, vulnerable or who are less weak or who are, uh, I mean, viewed as weaker or whatever. But I was taught to stand up for the people who couldn't stand up for themselves. Um, But when my sister... When my um, sister passed away, I had already had a distaste for uh, violence towards uh, women, and so the the passion that that I've um, the passion that I've had started from uh, August the twelfth, two thousand seven, and it's a it's a constant reminder every day of what happens because it seems like it plays over and over again every day, even though it was in 2007. And mm-hmm. you never really get over get over these type of incidents. And once I began to do my research on the numbers, uh, you know, the numbers and the effects of domestic violence, um, I was already a mental health worker, so I decided to become a therapist. And once I became a therapist, then I said, you know, I need to focus on uh, this devastating social uh, dilemma, which is domestic violence that, you know, claims countless victims' lives um, physically, emotionally, and mentally. Um, So I remember being angry for about, you know, being angry like every day for like two years. I would wake up angry. I knew I was angry, but I had thoughts of, um, becoming violent, and I couldn't stand to, uh, I couldn't stand to hear of guys that are, are batterers. But then, you know, I had to reach, I had to go back to my faith and had to pray about some of the things that I had within my heart due to feeling like something and some someone valuable was taken from me. Yeah. So then I had to think about, okay, how am I really going to end this cycle? How can what can I do? What can I what can I bring to the table that would maybe be innovative that could um bring more awareness and not just awareness but intervention. So then I um decided that I was gonna I started the foundation, which is the Ashley Renee Hamilton Foundation, and we specialize in um providing resources for victims, victims, witnesses and survivors of domestic violence because survivors have to receive, you know, they it's, it's better for them to receive continued care even though they're out of the out of uh, yep. the situation. Mm-hmm. So um, I started that, and like I said, I, I wanted to make sure that I understood both sides. So I became a uh, batters intervention facilitator, a BIP uh, batters intervention program facilitator, where I facilitated um, groups for batterers. So then I kind of got an understanding of the behavioral patterns of someone who would become abusive, male and female. So I understood, I began, I understood um, the victim's aspect of what transpires in a domestically abusive situation. So once I put both of those together, and now I created this uh, foundation that you know, we do innovative things and strategic planning to make sure that we can get people out of these situations. And 
the major one of the major issues that I found once I started when you know when I started um research was that the consequences for these type of acts are not enough. So okay. since I know that the consequences are not enough, then it's best that I work that I well we work hard to make sure that we are able to uh remove people from these situations so that we don't have to you know, so we can decrease the numbers of homicides as a result of domestic violence. I love that. So let me ask I you, love it. Let me yeah. Yeah. Let me let me ask this question. Um what are I know it's I know it's very difficult to obviously pinpoint somebody a, a an abuser or somebody who's going to to do you know be a domestic violence abuse. But what are some or some things that we can people can look for early on that will let you know that this this person might be someone who um who could be you know who could be an abuser. First and foremost you have to um if it's available you have to look at the person's um track record or history with uh, the opposite sex, male or female. You have to look at their track record. Um, uh, guys and females that are abusive, they are overly jealous. They will, uh, they will, they're going to start with um, condescending, belittling, and degrading uh, verbal abuse. It's going to start off with. Um, they're gonna make you make you feel like you are the problem or that you are uh, not valuable. They're gonna mm-hmm. isolate you from your friends and family. They may do it through. Um, they may say, for instance, you probably go out. You may start going out with your friends or whatever, and then they'll start complaining about it. So when they start complaining about it, then it makes an, a victim feel like. Oh, maybe I shouldn't go so I can stop him or her from complaining. And um, sometimes you, you're going to have to look at they use uh, the Bible. They use the Bible. They use like religion to uh, utilize control. It's a control tactic as well. They're going to be someone mm-hmm. who's going to minimize their behaviors. They're going to be someone with the victim mentality. It's going to always be somebody else's fault. Their behavior is always going to be someone else's fault. Um, they're going to be they're going to be the type that guys who guys who are abusive towards females they don't have confrontation with other guys because domestic violence is a um, concept of like power and control. So when you mm-hmm. within that context. They're gonna look for the. It's like the lion chasing the gazelle. So the, the lion one. may see the gazelle that's, that's running fast, but the one with the leg that has the leg that's hurt, he's gonna get that one because it's an easier prey. Yeah. So okay. abusers know who they can abuse. They know who they can abuse. And huh. one sign that there's a, that they may be abusive is the lack of respect for. Um, if it's a male, he's going to have a lack of respect for females. And if it's a, 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 a female, then she's going to have lack of respect for 
males. Okay. And in turn, the male and female, they're going to show a lack of respect for themselves. And another thing that they don't really have a concept of is the ability to apply love and understand love. A lot of people believe that um, love is like when somebody yelling at you, that means they care or that means they love you. Um, and that's where I came up with the concept, love doesn't hurt. Because there are countless victims that I've heard felt like, well, if he didn't do this to me, then that means he didn't love me. You know, mm-hmm. or I love him, so I got to I gotta try to fix him. Mm-hmm. But you cannot love somebody who don't love themselves. So... We have victims that are in situations like that because they are under the pretense uh, that the abuser would change if they can love them enough to change. But at the, at the same time, the abuser is continuously hurting the person who is trying to give love, which is goes back to dysfunction. You're gonna when you have someone that's a, a, as abusive, they're gonna the, the they're gonna have disrespectful like behaviors towards the opposite sex, and that we can even go as far as back to slavery. Domestic violence and slavery is the same thing. Mm-hmm. They use the same tactics. They just don't have the whips in the in in the chains. But they mm-hmm. use the extreme violence, and there are cases where victims only experience emotional abuse. But that is that's torture, it's torment. Somebody's telling you they're going to do something to you all the time and have you looking over your shoulder all the time, and that's where you know post-traumatic stress, you know, starts from. Well, you know, when we have, uh huh. The um. Especially now, I guess it makes a good segue while you're talking about the link to um, slavery. I know that there's a lot of programs out there for victims of domestic abuse, but have you or any other agency, do they have programs or uh, special, I don't know, sessions or special therapy for those who commit domestic abuse? For the you know right. the one well, here in the here in the state of Oklahoma they have uh batters, batters intervention programs. They are um psychoeducation programs that last about a year. And they gotta complete those, you know, once they get a charge they have to complete those in order to uh, uh to satisfy the courts, right? Now okay. as a therapist, um you can you can treat you can treat uh male batterers as well because nine times out of ten they learn that behavior. Domestic violence is learned. It's a learned concept. It's learned. It's, it does alcohol, substance abuse, it doesn't cause domestic violence. Now you will find that they will use they use it as an excuse. They use substance abuse and alcohol or whatever to justify or to justify their actions 
you know, again, you know, taking the blame or putting the blame on something else. Mm-hmm. So are most domestic abuse cases linked to either the person being abused, the ones that are doing the, the battery, or have they usually been abused or they've witnessed um, abuse? You can have, they could either witness it or they could um, experience it. Mm-hmm. There's a there is a there is a I don't know how could I well I'm gonna say I could just say there's a concept within the relationship between a mother and a male child um that we don't really talk about because we have a society that has um, uh, encouraged the victim mindset as a mentality among women. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to tread lightly, but I have this. Say, for instance, um, when you, let's just say you have a young kid, and I'm going to say just say Little Johnny, right? Little Johnny mm-hmm. goes to, little, let's say mom come home from, uh, well, let me start with this. We have a lot of single-parent homes that the father's absent, nine times out of ten. But I don't believe that we cannot produce successful young men um, out of those households. So what happens is we have a generational generational dysfunction. Mm-hmm. So let's say you have, um, and this is just one aspect of what I'm about to point out because it happens with daughters as well. But let's say you got little Johnny, mom asked little Johnny to clean his room up. So she asked him about three times. So little Johnny hasn't done it yet. So now mom may not have as much patience as she needs to have. So now mom is becoming verbally loud and, you know, the condescending and loud, the condescending and name calling and stuff like that to little Johnny. So now mm-hmm. little Johnny has to go to school in the morning. So mm-hmm. little Johnny goes, goes to school and the teacher asked him, which may be female, you know, the majority of teachers are female, so now his teacher asked him to read out loud. So now little Johnny is acting out in class because he don't want to read. So what happened to little Johnny was when we don't watch how we talk to our kids, when we don't show our kids the respect that we want them to give us, then we take their confidence. And it takes confidence to learn. So when you take the confidence from Little Johnny at home, Little Johnny goes to school and he can't learn because he don't have the confidence. So now we got a kid that can't read on the third grade level, and now he's learned that uh, violence or yelling or name calling is uh, a coping skill to get what he wants because Little Johnny wasn't taught to have a filter, to action. So, 
So we so should not. So basically, we should not be say such things to our kids. That again. So, and I, I mean, I think, I think what you're saying is, I mean, I never mind. I keep going because I'm just thinking, like, man, there's a lot of things that you know that um, that we as parents probably say that could do that. Yeah, and I understand that, but I'm, but my thing is, and I, my the thing that I look at is when I thought about how I can end domestic violence, I had to go to the root of it. I can't continue yeah. to. We sit and we watch people just scratch the surface, and you know we don't never. We can't get. We got to get to the root of it to end it for good, you know, because it is yeah, taking lives, you know. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of. And I know we've had a history of things that has not been good. I know we've been taught our parenting skills from our generations and generations of being a parent. However, when we recognize that there's an issue, then we have to do something as parents to make sure that we are giving our children the the best opportunity to succeed. And it goes back to speaking life. You know, for me, I I have an 11-year-old son. And just because I'm his daddy, that doesn't mean that I, you know, um, make him shrink down when I need to talk to him or, or when I ask him to do something. That doesn't mean that I get to call him out of his name or I don't get to show him respect. I have to respect yeah. him so that he knows how to give respect. Mm-hmm. So now, when we talk, of- go ahead. I was, I was going to get in there. I had a question since we were talking about kids. Um, many of us are parents, and many of our listeners are parents of children of various ages. Um, I know I have a 15-year-old son, and I have a 12-year-old daughter, so they're in that tween stage. Um, How would you, in in, in your experience as parents, how can we open up the conversation, start that dialogue with our children to help them, one, be a safe place for their peers if they noticed something was going on with someone in mm-hmm. their circle if they something wasn't quite right. And as mm-hmm. parents, speaking on how we talk to our kids, are there any tips that you have for us in helping us to better become that safe place? Because a lot of the times our kids don't feel comfortable letting us know that they've messed up. Even though they recognize it and didn't want to get there, I'm in this place now and I need help, but I don't want mom to right. feel X, Y, Z way. Do you have tips right. for us as parents in communicating with our tweens and teens as they may start to either experience it personally or their circles start to experience it? Okay. Well, what I've done with my, what I've done, and I'll, you know, like to go off the experiences that I've had. And like I've been, I've been working with kids for 13 years as well. So what I found to be effective, I use questions. I question, and that me by me. Let's say, for instance, if my son, if I say, "Son, um, go clean your room up, right? Clean your room up. I need you to clean your room up because you know." So if I go back in there and I say, after I ask him, you know, maybe once or twice, and I see the room is not clean, then I go to my son and I say, "Hey, son, um, help me to understand why your room is not clean." And I will say, well, do you think that you should be should do you think that you need to get on you know clean this room up? 
now. So what I've done is I have given him a choice, but I led him to what I need him to do. Mm-hmm. And that keeps, I don't have to, so when I'm asked, because when I'm thinking about the question that I want to ask him, I'm not thinking about the cuss word that I want to say. I'm not thinking yeah. about the, the I'm, I'm not frustrated because it's giving me a chance to calm down as well. So yeah. if I, the advice that I would use is I would use whatever I need my child to do in the form of a question. And when you ask your child a question, sooner or later your child is going to come back to you and start asking you questions because children learn by modeling. You have to model what you want your child to be. You can say whatever you want to say, but your words and your actions have to match up. So I would just use I would just utilize question the questioning technique. And I'll make sure that I use open ended questions like um yeah. help me to understand why your room is not clean. Um, help me to understand why you why do you have these grades. You know what? I feel disappointed because you can do better than this. You have to mm-hmm. encourage a child not to you know, give them confidence by, you know, letting them know when they mess up to say, yeah, I am disappointed, but I'm not angry. I am disappointed. And I know that some people may believe that this can't, it's got to be too good to be true, but it's not because I've done it over and over and over again. And I'm not saying that I have a perfect child, but, you know, I it, every opportunity that I take, I look at it as a teaching experience. And that alleviates the stress of being a parent. To learn together. I yeah. I dig that. I absolutely do. Um, well, we are actually, I'm looking here, we're coming up on the end of uh, this segment, and I wanted, I know with you having all of the experience that you do and the resources that you have at your disposal, I wanted to give you a few moments to, um, one, share any resources that you may have, um, for those who may be suffering domestic violence or know someone who is, and definitely let us know how we can get a hold of you. What is your uh, your your social media, your websites, all that good stuff? Tell us how we can get in contact with you. Well, if you need any type of any type of strategic planning, you can call me at four zero five four four six five five nine seven, or you can go to the website. And uh, you can leave a message there, or you can, if you want to know more about the organization, you can go to the website. It's www.thearhfoundation.org. Um, if you are in a situation, or someone is in a situation like that right now, feel free to call the you know, domestic violence hotline. Uh, I don't have the number with me at the moment, but it's something that you can Google. Um, if you are also, if you're in a situation, please do not leave any printed information around. Just make sure that you are strategic in your planning because the goal is to get you out of there safely because you deserve to live in peace and you deserve to be in a healthy relationship without violence. Um, so if you have any questions or concerns or want to know more about the Answer Renee Hamilton Foundation, check out the website. You can find me on Facebook at Clinton Patton, or you can go to uh, my page, the ARH Foundation, on Facebook as well. Uh, again, if you have any questions or concerns, you know, feel free to contact me, and I'll do the best that I can to make sure that, you know, nothing happens as it happened to my sister. And then also, All right. I know you also have, you also have a, a program for young men. 
Uh, you yes. want to you wanna give it information as well? I have a uh I have a well I've been a part of uh Grindaholics and that's where we mentor um young men to we teach them about finances and love and you know, loving through uh, loving through adversity and things like that. I also have a program called Principles of Youth Development Program, Principles of Resilience Youth Development Program, where again we teach kids how to be resilient through uh, trials and tribulations. Oh, also I wanted to um, point out I have a uh, social mixer for victims, wit- victims, witnesses, and uh, Survivors of domestic violence is called Serenity Safe Haven. This is where we uh, initiate the healing process. This is we have it every other weekend, every other Friday here in Oklahoma City. Right now we're at the Northeast Community Center. In fact, on the 21st, we have a our activity is we're going to have a uh, painting for a cause. So we're going to have uh, refreshment will be served. We're going to sit and we're going to, you know, strategically talk about, you know, the issues in a confidential uh, manner. If you'd like more information about that, again, you can hit me up on Facebook or you can go to www.varhfoundation.org. I mean, we, we're not only are we we're just we're talking about it, but we are actually putting in the action. That's awesome. Awesome. Good work, brother. Keep up the good work. Yes, sir. Thanks for tuning. Thanks for coming on tonight, man. We appreciate you. Oh, man, I thank you. Thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it. And another thing, it's just hard getting the support because of the topic. You know, mm-hmm. we've been taught the topic is, and I knew that going in. So it's like I said, I'm, I'm full steam ahead, but I know it's been really, really difficult to get the support. You know, because of the topic. Keep keep doing it, man. You don't know what you're doing well. Keep yes. Up. Yes, sir. Yes, All right, man. Thanks. I appreciate you for coming on tonight. And again, if you uh, need information, then you can check um, Clinton out at the um, www.varhfoundation.org. Um, varhfoundation.org. All right, y'all. We will All right. let you come on. All right, my brother. I talk. We'll talk with you another uh, later on. Awesome. All right. Good night. All right, brother. Good stuff. Good stuff. And I've also for my live viewers, I've shared the domestic violence hotline information as well as their website. If you have uh, more questions or know someone who needs that information, it is there. Um, awesome, awesome segment. Well, it is now time to get into our um, next song of the night. Is this our last song of the night? Ooh, child, it is the last song of the night. Um, and it is new music, and it is Better Days by Tone. Let's go. Young and Duke made something. I 
Gotta maintain and pray for better days. Trying to keep my faith and smoke the pain away. I'm moving on and hope to learn from my mistakes. I gotta maintain and pray for better days. Trying to keep my faith and smoke the pain away. I'm moving on and hope to learn from my mistakes. I'm proving to myself that I'm gonna make a change. I gotta maintain and pray for better days. Trying to keep my faith and smoke the pain away. I'm moving on and hope to learn from my mistakes. I'm proving to myself that I'm gonna make a change. If your pocket's empty, there's no need for complaining. You control your actions, realize it and change it. I'm hungry for success and I'm getting impatient. Demanding what I need, so give me my payment. I'm trying to make it out, no rent or late payments. Building me a savings, I watch your vacation. Man, I'm on my grind, he was over famous. Can't be wasting time, and send me to chase it. Grab my blood in me, authentic, no faking. Out of sight. Out of mind, can't build me no cases. Moving back to Minnesota, then heading to Vegas. Trying to get my life right for me and my baby. I gotta maintain and pray for better days. Trying to keep my faith to smoke the pain away. I'm moving on and hope to learn from my mistakes. I'm proving to myself that I'm gonna make a change. I gotta maintain and pray for better days. Trying to keep my faith and smoke the pain away. Go around, there's no need to be hating. I'm just in my own lane, cause people be faking. Broke opinions ain't worth it, so how can it change me? Had to understand that this just comes with the game. Can't let them knock my focus, no time for the hopeless. Every day, I'm on a mission, ambition get boasted. I'm confident, and I'm humble, used to eat with roaches. I came up off hot plates. When the stove was broken, moving on to better things, I changed my lifestyle. Every day I think about my life before the lights out. Mainly cause I see the difference in my choices now. Shorten up my circle, keep around me who important now. Purple haze, got me staying through a clear view. If you're trying to move on, leave your past up in your rear view. Gotta keep a banger cause these pigs trying to kill you. We getting smarter, that's the reason why they fear you. I gotta maintain and pray for better days. Trying to keep my faith to smoke the pain away. I'm moving on and hope to learn from my mistakes. I'm proving to myself that I'm gonna make a change. I gotta maintain and pray for better days. Trying to keep my faith and smoke the pain away. I'm moving on and hope to learn from my mistakes. I'm proving to myself that I'm gonna make a change. All right, that was Better Days by Tone. New music, I dig that. That was I can listen to that again. Right, right. I I can listen to that again. Well, like I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, it is um, about that time for Mother Maybelline to come on and bless us with that good old wisdom. I'm actually kind of geeked to hear about this because we often laugh about situationships, but um, 
And good mother Maybelline fashion, she's telling us she's dead in that real quick. So we're RIP in toxic situationships on this evening. Mother Maybelline, you ready for us? I know you're vacationing. You 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 put the little banner boy to the side so you could have some time for us this evening, didn't you? I am ready, sugar. I'm actually at the front desk at my resort. If you hop on oh. my live video right now, I hope I don't get kicked out of here because folks are actually <laughs> trying to check in their room and they're walking by looking at the child. They don't know if they're on the radio or something. <laughs> All right. I got uh, I'm standing here. Is it Yolani? Oh, I'm standing here with Yolani right now. Yolani, my viewers are starting to hop on. They know I come on every other Tuesday. Hi, Yolani. I'm hey. from Orlando, Florida, y'all. At this front desk, just as country as I want to be. This gentleman trying to get his room, and he wonder. I know he wondering what the hell is she doing up here at this front desk. But we're gonna drop hey. this with her anyway. I'm, I'm live in Orlando with my Florida friends. Sugar. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> Dad, I, saw, I saw a 
video of you today, honey. I'm talking about the colors of the other sunny Skittles rainbow ain't got nothing on you. This color show was pretty on you, girl. I said, what are you trying to catch? Then I had to remember you was married, child. That man better thank the Lord he gave, he gave you the gift, child. Honey, you're gorgeous as you're moving. Thank you, girl. We're having blessing on this live. Honey, they ain't got nothing on you, child. I seen you too, honey, with that yellow skirt on and that curvy kitten shirt, child. Uh-huh. I said, well, what you got going on this summer? Don't tell me on the air, don't, don't tell me too much now. Into it, y'all, because I, I tell you what, I really, I really been thinking. Now I look a little different than I do at home, y'all. For those of y'all that just logging on, I'm vacationing in Orlando, Florida. But Mother did not want to miss out on being with you all on this Tuesday night. So I'm sitting in the lobby of the Greens Resort in Orlando, Florida. Now you got to play this video back, because we done already scared the front office staff, honey. They done let me sit in this lobby and folk walking by, looking at me, trying to figure out who I am. I just want them to go to Latasha Featherstone's page and follow me on Facebook. That's all I want them to do. And now what we're talking about is R.I.P. toxic situationships. And I, and I know uh, most of us know what R.I.P. means, but just in case you don't, R.I.P., rest in peace to toxic situationships. You know, and, and, and what, what I want you to walk away with thinking about tonight, honey, is, is, is sometimes you cannot avoid encountering toxic people. But you certainly can avoid how you handle it. Now, as a young woman, I used to battle with this a lot. But now that I'm a little seasoned, you know, and I still look good. Hold on, y'all, now. Hold on, now. I got to pull my wig down now. I, I feel like I'm at forehead right now. I don't want to be all forehead. Now, now that I'm older, I understand now how to deal with toxic relationships a little bit more better. But when I was younger, I wasn't as disciplined. And so tonight what I want you to do is I want you to think real deep about how you can get yourself out of toxic situationships. Now, let me be very clear. When I'm talking about situationships, I don't just mean like between a man and a woman. You know, now we're in a state of equality, so I guess I should say between a woman and a woman or a man and a man, and I ain't going to harp on that because my belief ain't your belief, but let's just keep it real. That kind of relationship, uh, I'm I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about relationships with your family. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. talking about uh, 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 relationships with uh, your coworkers on your job. Uh, I'm talking about uh, relationships with people in general that can be toxic. And I want you to think real deep about it because sometimes you can have a toxic relationship with somebody and you don't quite know why. Let me tell you how you can identify a toxic person if you're not sure if you are in the realm of toxicity. And I'm going to tell you how you can recognize a toxic person. And y'all know the kind of people I'm talking about. The kind of person that I don't care how the wind is blowing, I don't care what's going on good in their life, they're going to always find something negative to say. Now, I'm going to say that again. A toxic person going to always find something negative to say. Child, you will tell a toxic person that you won the lottery, and they're going to spend an hour talking about how, how, how bad it's going to be you got to pay taxes on that money. You can tell a toxic person, honey, that you've been healed from a disease, and all they're going to do is talk to you about how many people died from it. They, don't, they can't never 
seem to see the light of day for more than five or six seconds at a time, and that's normally because they're faking it. But a toxic person, it, they reek of it and they seep it. Another thing that toxic people share in common is the lack of discipline. You know why I say they don't have no discipline? Because they don't know how to turn it off. They're that person that you, they never know when to shut it down. They don't know when to close their mouth. They don't know when to stop harping on things. All of y'all got them kind of people. You got at least one person in your life. I don't care if it's your auntie. I don't care if it's your boss. I don't care if it's one of your children. I don't care if it's one of your friends. You got that person that, honey, against all costs, you minimize if you're wise. You minimize your contact with them because they always seem to drag you down. Another thing that a toxic person shares uh, in common, that toxic people share in common with one another, they don't care who they hurt. Now, you know that. Said, How you doing, baby? Come on over here. I'm on the radio show right now. Come on, y'all. I got to stop from my fans in Florida. I don't even know who this baby is. My name is Mother Maybelline. I'm on the school radio show. What's your name? You know who I think? You're not thinking about uh, Tyler Perry's, uh, uh, what's her name? I, I feel like I'm bigger than her. What's Tyler Perry's name, y'all? Uh, Medea. Who's his character? Medea. No. Oh, you saw me over there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, look at This is the Scoop Radio Show. I'm doing my segment. We're talking about toxic situationships, girl. Have you had somebody toxic in your life before? I just kicked my mama out. Oh, Lord Jesus, she just kicked her mama out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? She said her mama had to kick her out because the, the alcohol is making her sad and making her act some kind of way. Now, tell me this. I'm telling the viewers how toxic people seem to share in common. And let me see. We got about seven minutes. We got time we got to talk, girl. We got time, we got time to talk. Time. I got a sidekick. We're going to grab somebody else if they come through here now. Yeah. Now, what we are talking about is how toxic people share in common that, first of all, they're always so negative. I don't care what you do or say, they're going to be nasty and negative. We also talk about how they don't have no discipline. They don't know how to shut their mouth. Neither She said even their kids. She said that toxic people are passing it down through the legacy, y'all. I needed that. You right. They're passing it down. They're teaching other folks to be that way. So what we're talking about is how we can deal with toxic people. Now, what's your getaway when you got to get away from that toxicity? What do you do? You <laughs> just that was a commercial. She comes to Disney. <laughs> we in Orlando, Florida, for those of y'all hopping on at the Greens Resort. We vacationing right now. <laughs> we in the lobby of the Greens Resort, y'all. What's your name, sugar? Kayla. Kayla, I'm going to get your information. We're going to follow each other, honey. We're going to oh, yeah, be friends. We're going to be good friends. So Kayla's telling us that even tonight she had to kick her mama out for being toxic. Now, y'all know. Toxicity has no lines. Sometimes it could be your parents. Sometimes it could be family. Okay. I know folks can deal with that. Somebody put on here, even the kids can be toxic. Okay. But what we want to learn tonight is you cannot, you got to protect your energy. You know what I mean when I say that? You got to protect your energy. You can't let folks come in. How you doing? You can come on over here too. We're on a school radio show. You ain't got to be shy. <laughs>
and they mistreating us. What do you do? For a living. Oh, I work for myself. You work for yourself. Do you like your job? I love my job. That's what I'm talking about. She said she loves her job. But somebody out there, they don't love their job, Taylor. Somebody out there getting mistreated by that boss and you scared to move on. And you're staying in a toxic relationship because you're telling yourself, my benefits are good. My pay is good. I ain't never going to work my way back up. You got to protect your energy. Cut it off and move into something more positive. Same thing about they make you sick. And even your family, you know, you can still love your family, but you can love them from a distance, I'm telling y'all. Now, tonight, I, I, I wanted to go a little bit deeper. So, Q, what I'm going to do the next time I come on, we're going to go into part two of okay. Rest in Peace Toxic Relations. We're going to talk about this for a while because, you know, I got a little distracted with the fun, and Kayla came over here with her beautiful self, and we just had a good time. But y'all stay tuned because when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But what, what I want y'all to walk away with tonight Think about those people in your life. Kamisha, oh, baby, I sure love you, sugar. She said, I have had to let go of a lot of toxic relationships. But see, that right there is a brave thing to do, Kamisha. Some people are afraid to do it because they're afraid to stand alone. What you got to do is get to a point, y'all, that you identify. Let's identify. Isn't that right, Kayla? This is my Vanna White over here. We like Wheel of Fortune. I'm Pat Jack. <laughs> she spit the wheel. <laughs> Look here now. You got to identify who the toxic people are in your life. Once you identify that, you need to approach the situation accordingly. And it may, but the main thing is protect your energy. You got to protect your energy. You got to be brave enough to let it go. You can't be afraid. So when I come back, we're going to dive a little bit deeper. We're just on the surface tonight. But I want y'all to be writing down in the meantime who those toxic people are. And sometimes you can't figure out why they're toxic. So quit trying to figure out, well, what did I do wrong? You ever feel like that? You hear, Taylor, you didn't do nothing wrong. A toxic person is just toxic. So when we come back next time, we're going to talk about more strategies on how to handle toxic people, how to cut them out if you can't help them, and how you might motivate them to change. Now, what I want you all to do is click that like button, click that share button, Especially if you're a toxic person, you sure need to share. Because if you can't help yourself, baby, help somebody else. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Now, the Scoop Radio Show, y'all know, come on every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can reach me at 929-474-2304. I come on every other Tuesday night. And for booking information, you can contact me at Maybelline Booking, N-A-B-E-L-L-E-A-N, Maybelline Booking. Hey, now, sugar, hold on now. You got to keep it down, baby. We're on the radio show. <laughs> oh, he got scared. You should be scared. I might get to get your whooping now. If your mama say something, I might say, whoop my boo. <laughs> Where they go? Y'all on the radio show. Where they go? <laughs> oh, he got real quiet. He knows. He respect his elders. <laughs> now, Maybelline Booking, M-A-B-E-L-L-E-A-N Booking at Yahoo.com. And I'm going to thank Kayla for being our guest on the show tonight.
the negative push it away. <laughs> okay, that's all. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to part two of that when mother gets back home. Yeah. All right, well, let's go ahead and close this out. Uh, mm-hmm. It's time to go. Yeah. What you got coming up? Um, let's see. We have a pop up this weekend at Ice Event Center. Uh, the uh, first Saturday marketplace. We did move it to the second Saturday because it's a holiday. So come on to Ice on Saturday. I believe it's from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then I am a part of the Puss Passion for Fashion. Fashion show on July 21st on next Saturday. So please support that. I heard tickets are already selling. There's been a lot of support for that. Um, so make sure you support those ladies. Um, I'm sure you can search plus uh, for passion uh, to get the tickets and things like that. But we will put it on. I have it on my site and we'll put it on the Global Drive page so you guys can get that information. That's it. Have a good week and be productive. All right. Q, what you got? Um, Q is being basketball mom for the next few weekends, so I don't have any elegance by design events that I will be at. Um, However, I do want to encourage you all to go out to Ice Event Center because my sisters in business will be there. Um, Actually, we've got some brothers in business added to the mix here lately as well. So go out and support the um, marketplace at Ice Event Center from 10 to 3. Um, have a beautiful, beautiful week. I think we've got some great weather planned. It's not super, super blazing. So, you know, if you're here in Oklahoma City, enjoy that. Get out and have some fun. Share some love. Give some hugs. See y'all next Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Uh, yep. Let's see. So what I got uh, next uh, tomorrow, we, uh, Pastor Burns will be here for the Word on Wednesday, um, starting at 7 o'clock. It's a 30-minute Bible study. You definitely need to tune in right here on um, Blog Talk Radio. Um, then we've got Nouveau Exposure Magazine. If you still have not downloaded your copy of the new um, edition, you need to go to NouveauExposure.org. That's Nubo, N-O-U-B-E-A-U, Exposure.org to download your free copy. Also, if you are an independent artist uh, or an artist in general and you would like for us to play your music, then send us um, the radio edited version at globaldriveradio at gmail.com. That's globaldriveradio at gmail.com. And like tonight, uh, we have three different Artists, we will definitely get you on. Lastly, if you're looking to advertise, you want to get your business in front of um, more customers, um, then you need to advertise with us. We have packages that include social media, um, radio, and magazine. So you want to do that as soon as possible. You can see myself. You can email me at globaldriveradio at gmail.com. Or if we are friends on social media, you can always DM me um, or inbox me and just set up a time for us to be able to talk. Last but definitely not least, like I said earlier, if you have not taken advantage of uh, getting on my email list, then you need to do that ASAP, like ASAP, um, so that you can get take advantage of all of our deals. 
plus we can I can uh, help you get your financial picture uh, a whole lot clearer and get you on the road to being where uh, you're living a lot more comfortably. So uh, other than that, we've got had a great show tonight. Thanks to Kel and Q for all of their hard work and everything that they do. Uh, thank you to our resident comedian, um, excuse me, our guest comedian tonight. Um, she was awesome. Make sure you check her out this Friday at ICE along with the other comedians um, if you're in Oklahoma City. And then also um, thanks, Clinton Patton, for coming on tonight to talking about domestic violence. It is a very tough subject, but um, I think we can all agree that this is a subject that we can no longer be silent about, that we do need to educate ourselves on, um, and that we need to be as proactive as possible to providing resources for being support systems for just not sitting back and doing nothing when uh, there's something, if there's something that we can do. So if you are uh, a victim of domestic violence, know that you are in our thoughts and prayers, um, that you, as Clinton said, deserve to be in a healthy relationship. Uh, if you are somebody who has been an abuser, um, again, there are resources for you um, that you can get the help that you need. But we definitely need to have healthy relationships. Um, in order to do that, we need healthy people. So thank you all for, um, again for tuning in tonight to the School Radio Show. We had uh, fun as always. Um, and myself, Kels, Q, Mother Maybelline, um, we, we appreciate all that you guys do. So have a good night. Have a good rest of your week. And we will see you all next Tuesday for another Blue Radio Show. You don't even want love. Then tell me why you're here, love. If you could just give it, I should just stand it while you stand it here. First you say you're with me, and then you try to diss me. So I try to keep it low when you knock me to the floor, cause I don't want to cry to tears. Would you believe this love is forever, girl? And would you take this long, sweet road and pull it together? Baby, if this is goodbye, I want one last try. You just can't give up. Can't you see the tears in my eyes? Keep it low when you cut me to the floor Cause I don't wanna cry no tears Would you be